Hello and welcome to the Melomancy Podcast. I took a DNA test and found out that I'm 100% chipping in. My name is Dylan. <laughs> I guess you are a dad. My name's Victim. Uh, I'm sorry, I've, just, I've got cyberpunk on the brain. And oh, the live stream is already loading, which is fantastic. I need to check this. I guess you are a dad. My name's Victim. Sweet. I'm going to mute that. Pause that. Fucking worked. All right. I'd like to remind our viewers, uh, our listeners, because I know most of you listen to our show like on Spotify and SoundCloud and the RSS feed. Blessed be those with the RSS feed, by the way. Le- absolute legends. Uh, but um, we do record this I live now. I don't even use that anymore. <laughs> uh, we do record this live because it's way fucking easier. It's just more modern. And uh, we have our webcams on, if that's what We're, you're um, interested in. With the times, as it were. Yeah. So I'd just like to remind you that uh, if you're listening to the audio-only version of this episode, there is, in fact, a video. And a VOD. There will be. We're live now, but there will be a VOD later. Uh, so, Victim, how has it been? It's been like two weeks. We record every two weeks, right? It's been two weeks? It's been two weeks. Something like that. Yeah. Time is a fickle thing, so. I put a bunch of stuff, uh, put a bunch of ideas in the channel. I don't even know where to fucking start. Should we start with Crowfall? I, I kind of want you to tell me about Crowfall. We should just get it out of the way. It's like the elephant in the room, feels like. Yeah, I mean, I think I mentioned it last time. I was going to... Even though there was a lot of, like, reason to be afraid, I guess, mm-hmm. as it were. I was going to just fucking bite the bullet. Because I've been starved for MMOs, like, really badly. I get um, it. I get it. And, and again, I, I don't remember if I was right, I think I even looked it up, but like, it, it's one of the first in the wave of MMOs to come out, uh, that are like the Western MMOs that we've been waiting for, for like six, seven years or plus, I guess is a lot longer. If you count star citizen, um, I don't want to hear about star citizen, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyways, so I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to buy it. You know, I mean, uh, many of the Melomancers of the years have mentioned it and brought it up. So everyone knew about it. Um, at some point or whatever. Uh, so I was like, fuck it, let's, let's jump in. Um, so, at first glance, I think the big thing is that there isn't really that much pay to win. As much as I thought there was. I mean, the VIP is there, and it, like, gives you a couple of things. But honestly, like, a single month of VIP is enough to really, like, get that shit out of the way, and then you never need to worry about it ever again. Hmm. So we talked about this last episode. Because it was just coming out. I think it came out that day. like Yeah, or like a, like the day before or something. And all, all you had was like beta first impressions and like the early access people that got in early. And then you had a little bit of concerns about the monetization. It sounds like it wasn't as big of a deal. Yeah, no. So like VIP, I think it gives you like a durability decrease. But you come to realize later on that that doesn't really matter. Um, it's so minimal. It really is not that. Um, but then you also get like a free... Uh, like for free, you can jump your characters to 25, which just means you can skip the tutorial, which they give you one of those for free anyways. So as long as you pick the class you want to play, you're good. Is like, it, it kind of like Guild Wars 2 where like, uh, what's it called? They encourage you to make multiple characters. Yeah, I mean, to some extent. I mean, they, they want you to make like a crafting character. I mean, you can do crafting on all, on all on one character if you really wanted to. It's not like it's restrictive in that regard, but... Mm. um. Where I guess Guild Wars 2 was, but yeah. Um, but uh, I guess on the other side of that, though, is um, if you buy VIP at the gate, uh, like if you buy the edition that comes with it, 
like tied in, mm-hmm. you get five dollars off. So you you buy the game plus the VIP, and it's five dollars cheaper. But buying VIP is also how you buy their in-game currency, or their, not their in-game currency, their their the like cash shop currency, which I thought was kind of cool. So, like, imagine if Guild Wars Two. Um, had like a I don't know like a fucking variety pack VIP whatever, but you got it every time you bought gems. You know I kind of want to mention that Guild Wars Two like so so there I was right. I I should have shared this video in our Discord earlier as I think you would have gotten a kick out of it. There is this guy right, some small time YouTube guy with like maybe ten thousand some subscribers right, which I I say is pretty um pretty small time. Uh, that's besides yeah, nowadays for certain yeah. So he made a video titled Guild Wars 2 in 2021 is so much more than you think. And I was like, is it? I, yeah, I, is it, mm, I, I'm many, not certain on that. Many doubts, my friend. So I click it. And um, he talks about how he only ever played as PvP and Wolverine. I'm like, oh, I know where this is going. He's going to be like, oh, my God, the story was so good. Not only did he say that, right? He wasn't done. Like, he wasn't caught up to me before I quit in the story. Like, he uh, played the main story quest and was like, this is actually better than I thought it was. Like, Zaitan quest, right? And I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. the fuck are you smoking? Or I guess you're pretty starved for MMO storytelling in general, right? So uh, I guess that's kind of a reasonable reaction. But then, like, what's it called? He goes on to talk about how he went from that to Living World Season 2, because he can't replay one. Uh, he was like, this is okay, but it didn't hold my attention. Reasonable. Uh, and then he's like, I went from that to Path of Fire. And I'm like, you fucking skipped a bit, man. Um, <laughs> you skipped an entire season and half of a season and an expansion. And he's like, no, Path of Fire was the shit. Best MMO experience ever. And then he's like, and then I realized, oh, man, all the Living World stuff that I didn't do uh, before and after Path of Fire uh, and the Heart of Thorns was like, all of these maps have their own meta achievements and mechanics and everything's fresh and different and they, they keep cranking them out. And I'm like, it feels like they're cranking them out, but you you didn't wait like I did. You don't know what it's like. Like, they don't. So in other words, he released a video. He's like, I've been playing, or I haven't been playing the game that I log into for the past like couple of years. And now I finally decided to sit down and play it. <laughs> and that's the title that it's the great guys i know because he was like i would log in and then i would quit and i'd come back and i'd quit because Wolvie world barely changed and spvp barely changed and i didn't see much development it looked like a dead game i don't i didn't understand why so many people logged in i'm like it's because they spent all their time developing the other part of the game yeah. i also heard that colin was back um the original director the one that directed Guild wars one and the original Guild wars two. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He left to I mean, Amazon to make that really crappy game that failed and got unbated or whatever, unlaunched. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's it's back in a soft beta now, and they're releasing it soon, but who knows? Who the fucking knows? I don't trust Amazon with my life. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like, um, so so Colin's back, and I was like, oh, Colin's back? Okay, hold on. So I, I resubscribed to, to, to Wooden Potatoes, the, you know, trademark only YouTuber for Guild Wars that exists that is any semblance of popular i was like well maybe he did a couple lore videos and i guess he's been doing new player experience videos i guess they've had an influx and people got questions like how the fuck do i play this game and i'm like why do you have new players what is yeah where are they getting them why like the steam release was a while ago that would have made sense uh but it's not that uh cantha got delayed so it's not that um i don't fucking know 
But there's yeah. there's enough new players. I mean, we, well, I do know one thing that happened. What was that? That maybe, but I, I know most of them went to 14, so... Mm. But wow, uh, so it's been... I want to say, I think it was like eight months, but it might have been like seven. Um, Shadowlands had launched, right? Mm. And it was okay, but, you know, most people, were, you know, do that thing where they're like, oh, it's just the early early, early reaches of the expansion. Maybe it gets better. Maybe it gets better. It didn't uh, they get wait better. seven fucking months to get the... Or oh. seven or eight months to get the first patch. Normally, it would take them, like, a month to three. Like, in that range. Not seven. Um, And then... On top of that, they released, like, the most bullshit... Like, <laughs> dog shit raid... And then the story was just horrifically bad. They're flip-flopping super hard on what's going on. And so... Does WoW have a story? Yeah. Oh, I'm kidding. That's a joke. Oh, I got you. That's a joke. I wasn't looking at my camera, so I couldn't see. Yeah, that's fair. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those things that like... They they scorned so many people that even the big name WoW streamers just quit. Well... I said, Can quit. I talk about that? Actually, the I, moment I saw that they didn't hard quit. But. I saw that video you sent me, and it sent me down a short rabbit hole on YouTube about that Asmongold mm. guy. I don't follow Asmongold. I don't give a shit about Asmongold, honestly. Yeah, I don't really follow him either. All for I don't. I don't like Wow. So why would I like him? Like exactly. Know. But then I I can't help but es- I can't escape that controversy where where Blizzard got caught like talking shit about him, and he's like, I don't give a shit. I talk shit about them all the time, right? But everyone else is like, this is unheard of. You're their top streamer, and they hate you. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that's telling. I mean, Blizzard hasn't been treating their fucking player base correctly for how long now? It took a lot of people a lot longer than me to realize that. But I have known it for fucking a lot longer. You... Since, like, a, since about Overwatch launch? No. A little bit before that. I forget exactly the time frame, but like when people were still like praising them out the ass, and I'm like, mm-hmm. no, Blizzard's been treating us like shit. Yeah. And it was before Activision, and now we find out that it really had very little to do with Activision. They were just becoming a shit company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you see not that? To, not to say Activision didn't, uh, you know, did you see? <laughs> didn't make things worse, but. Did you see that tweet thread from Mark Kern about the state of Blizzard? Like, holy oh, yeah. shit. I see it now. Like, I. After, well, he probably saw it even sooner than I did, in all fairness. And the way he phrased it made so much sense. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. That just has to be the way it is. It's like, mm-hmm. to paraphrase poorly for the listeners at home and anyone watching live. Uh, so this Mark Kern guy, he he helped make the original WoW. He doesn't make, he doesn't make WoW anymore. He he posted on Twitter a thread about that Gold guy and, and the treatment he was getting. And and he basically... So the full story that I, I neglected to mention is this Gold guy, right? Biggest WoW streamer there is. Which is why I don't give a shit about him. He uh, um, he got fed up with the lack of uh, anything fun to do in WoW, and he's like, you know what? I'm going to try Final Fantasy 14. Uh, for those that don't know, you're living under a rock. Final Fantasy 14 is the number two MMO. It's the stiffest competition that there is to WoW. There's other popular MMOs, but Final Fantasy 14 is in a league of its own, uh, right there with World of Warcraft. And when he switched, right, Asmund Gold, right. Uh, he got more viewers than ever, more subs than ever. And other WoW streamers that had never tried Final Fantasy, they they followed suit. They're like, I haven't tried this MMO, but it's what you guys want me to do, and so I'm going to do it. And so other WoW streamers that aren't as popular started doing it. And then suddenly, uh, Square Enix had to stop selling digital copies of 14. They were sold out digitally because they didn't have the server muscle 
to sustain the growth of the new player yeah. base. And they just did something that you're not even going to see on headlines yet. Like, I don't think it's been making the rounds just quite yet. What they do? But they added in a fucking AFK timer that they never used to have. But it'll auto-boot you if you AFK for too long now. They Amazing. never used to do that. So it's like... Yeah. Like, yeah it's crazy to me that they had to do all that. Yeah. And, and it, I mean, like... Mm-hmm. Think about 14 in this way, too. Like, 14 is World of Warcraft in a lot of ways. It plays different enough that if you play both games, you'll notice. But to the average person, they play the exact same. It's similar enough that I don't like either. Yeah, (laughs) it's one of those moments where, like, 14 is easily described as being owned by a a corporate head, right? Yeah. It's being owned by Square Enix, who who has had controversies over the years. They're, They're a company. They're a publisher. They want money, but they're not EA. Uh, they're not fucking Activision. Um, and, you know, you can describe them, uh, the companies and the games in a lot of different ways. But the one thing you can't describe World of Warcraft anymore is that the developers actually give a shit about the game. Mm. And Mark Kern mentioned that in his thread. And and one of the things that really struck me about the things that he said, paraphrasing again, go read the source, but paraphrasing some more about what Mark Kern said. Um a lot of the people that work in comp- big AAA developers like Blizzard are like little 9-to-5-er, I'm-here-for-a-paycheck developers that probably don't even play video games. Or if they do, they just don't care. Right? How the fuck do you end up in a job like that? Uh, I mean, like I like legitimately, though. Because, like, I mean, you're in an industry that's pretty similar to that, aren't you? Kind of, yeah. Like, to get uninspired people that are just there for a paycheck, there's this culture thing that I can explain. So I don't know if this happens in AAA game development. Maybe it does. But I know in software development and... Software development that isn't fucking video games, right? Like, uh, there's yeah. this concept of the four you the four <coughs> the four year RSU vest, right? RSU stands for restricted stock unit. So imagine you work for a company, and for a bonus, like your yearly review comes in, and you score like badass out of ten. It happened to me recently, right? <laughs> um, they'll probably give you a pay adjustment. And they'll probably a raise, basically, uh, and they'll probably give you what is called a restricted stock unit, an RSU. This is a big fucking chunk of the company's stock, and if the company's doing good, that's a big fucking bonus. But you can't cash it out yet. It has a four-year vesting cycle. You, you need to be at the company for four years to get the whole bonus, right? But you get it in chunks of like twenty-five percent. So a, a year from then, same day, twenty-four or twenty-five percent of those stocks are now yours to do whatever the hell you want with them. And, like, I just did that. I actually just cashed out my first dump. Because uh, the company I work at, which I will not name, um, I've gotten awarded RSUs on multiple occasions. So I have, like, three different dates of the year where they vest, right? Um, but this most recent June was the first time a big one. Because I got, like, a, a bullshit, like, hey, we just hired you. You did good, but you weren't here a whole year. Here's some pity, I guess, right? Uh, and then the next year I yeah, got... it's all pittance. I don't know. And then the next year I got a bunch. So, uh, basically my first chunk of that bulk vested and I walked away with uh, $16,000, right? Um, now there's taxes on that money, three, about 3,000. If I, and I did pull out all that money. And so when tax season comes along and I, I get my taxes prepared by a human that I pay, um, basically all my allowances, like, uh, do I have kids? Yes. Do I, you know, do these or that? Do I have, what's it called for, um, my, my shit set up at work for how much taxes gets taken out of a paycheck. And then if the amount my tax return would be is smaller than this 3000 I would have owed, then I'm in the negative. Uh, but if I just have it in savings, it's fine. So 
I, I did pull out the 16K and I was like, I'm going to pay off a credit card. You know, I paid off Destiny's credit card. It, we, we zeroed it out like that. It felt good because that card was fucking robbing me, man. Like I had, it had like a 15% interest rate or some bullshit, right? Uh, you probably snipped that card in half, right? Oh yeah, we did. Uh, oh, thank fuck. We, yeah, that's a yikes amount of interest. We literally took the scissors and cut that card in half. I'm so sorry, chat. The, the, there's there's people in the chat and they're like behind a little bit. <laughs> Hello from the future. Uh, anyway, anyway, anyway. So in about a month, a bigger chunk of these stocks are going to vest, and it's uh, it's currently today equivalent to about thirty eight thousand. Um, that's bigger than my student loan. Like I could do the same thing to the student loan. I could just like snap it away. I I don't think I'm going to do that though, because like. Um, that's a lot of taxes. Like taking 16k out, I can expect to pay 3,000 back, right? It's a big fucking chunk of it. Imagine I, I don't even know how much 30, 36 thousand would be, but it's just sitting in my account. If the if the company tanks, the, the it's not that much anymore. That's that's the urgency, right? Um, so I have to like think about it. Like, do I want to move it around? Do I want to trade it for other stocks in different places? Invest it somewhere? Or do I just want those thousands in my hand to do whatever the fuck I want? I don't know. Like, just buy a super server machine to run games at 16k. We're gonna relaunch the Melomancy Minecraft server that never was, and uh, no, yeah, not I'm. You can't take me. You can't bring drag me back kicking and screaming to Minecraft. I won't, It'll be I won't a ten thousand player server. You could play with them. That will fill like twenty people out. <laughs> I know. It'll say twenty out of twenty thousand. Twenty out of twenty thousand. Peak hours, boys. Get mining. Woo! Oh God. No. 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 Not doing that. Well, we'll have uh, happy hour. Uh, all mining drops are doubled. That'll that'll get people going, right? People mm-hmm. like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Maybe I can use it to mine ten grand. So that might be fun. No, yeah, know. well, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you can mine well, 10 grand. That's pre mined currency. It's not a thing. You can stake it, though. Uh, but that's besides the point. <laughs> the point is, is that uh, so so back to the topic at hand with game developers, right? I don't yeah. know if game developers do this, but the tech industry is all about giving people RSUs and then expecting them to stick around for four years. And then if you don't give them any more RSUs, you could expect them to find another fucking job, even if you pay them really fucking good, because they're going to go to that other job. And they're going to spend four years there. And then they're going to go to another job. And they're going to have so much money in fucking stocks that it doesn't matter how much they made hourly. They don't care any at that point because they're fucking millionaires, right? In just, you know, like eight to 12 short years. Like imagine so they, imagine doing four years at Microsoft. I, you could never afford Microsoft stock. They pay you like, I don't know, 100000 a year. Um, decent salary, depending on what you're doing. Um, but then they give you, let's say you get like 6,000 stock units. I don't know what the stock price of Microsoft is, but I'm sure it's a three digit number, right? It's yeah. It's a lot of fucking money for four years of your time. <laughs> and if you're a badass, they'll give you more because they don't want you to leave. Like that's how the tech companies keep their employees. I, I, I see the strings. They're doing it to me. The, the company which will not be named that I work at doesn't want me to leave. Um, cause I'm awesome. But like. If I ran out of stock units and the ceiling was approaching, like I could tell I'm not getting any further, like I would consider leaving. But like, 
I, I feel very well treated and I, I can't even imagine that future. And maybe in four years time, it'll be a different story. But like, it's fine. Like for now. Game developers though, like I remember there was a hash, like I don't really spend a whole lot of time on Twitter. Obviously, I only have the brand account. My, my account, my social media account is Shitposter Club, right? Like I don't spend much time offsite. Uh, but sometimes people post screenshots from Twitter of like stupid hashtags and I'll go on the brand account and I'll go take a look, right? And, yeah. and one of them was um, a thread where a bunch of game developers openly discussed what their salaries were. And like, uh, that might be an okay thing to Maybe not. Isn't that no, illegal? No. no, it's not illegal. Uh, it's socially um, frowned upon because uh, employers don't want people to unionize and, and know oh, how much people are working. But that's totally okay. social. Like, there, there's nothing l- illegal about it. In fact, that's the reason why I left my last job. It's because I started speaking up and I found out how underpaid I was. Because uh, I did all the work. And, uh, yeah, so. Uh, discuss your wages, people. You were the wrong class of people for them to do that to you. I, I know. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I had to get that joke out of the way. It was lying in fruit, right? Anyway, so uh, on Twitter, a bunch of like game developers were were talking candidly about their salaries, and it was sad. Like there are people working for big companies making like sixty thousand a year. That's half my fucking bonus. <laughs> Sixty. I was making more uh, than sixty thousand at my last job. Not on paper. It was overtime, right? Because yeah. mandatory overtime, which is illegal in Washington State, by the way. Um, but at least they paid you for it. At least they paid me for it. Like they could have salaried us all, and then we'd be fucked. Like I'd be yep. making sixty thousand a year as well, and not getting by. Whereas um, I, I was making close to eighty at that last job, uh, thanks to overtime only. Um, and and now I make much much more. So. Oh, fuck that. And uh, game development is hard. <laughs> like It looks really difficult. And it's creative work as well, depending on what you're doing. And so paying them that little just seems like highway robbery. And so I, I really sympathize with what Mark Kern said. Right? He was like, if you have drive, if you have passion, if you want to make your dream game, you're going to make your dream game as an indie company. You're not going to work 9 to 5 for Blizzard making the next WoW expansion to suck people's money out of their wallets and not actually deliver yeah. anything fun. I was actually, uh, I know it's like, a, it's one of those dream mentions, um, but I, I was, you know, I was, uh, I talked about it on stream a little bit, but I mentioned that if I ever won the lottery, I would, like, let's say, like, I win, like, something stupid, like, 40 mil. Like, obviously, some of that goes to investment, some of that stays as, like, a fuck off money. The rest goes to Trudeau um, directly. You're not allowed to be rich. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh, actually, funny enough, in Canada, we don't tax lottery winnings, I don't think. Really? Or if we do, it's, like, nowhere near as much as, like, America. Do you have to go to the Native Reservation to, to gamble? <laughs> well. Their <laughs> tax exactly. has already been paid in blood. <laughs> well, I mean, we, we can. Uh... But, <laughs> but no. Um, I think it's, it's, it's one of those things that, like, I, I wouldn't like I obviously be a lot harder to do this, but like I wouldn't I wouldn't ever think about handing that money over to like a, a blizzard or a fucking uh, a Ubisoft or a whoever uh, or hell. I wouldn't even hand that money over to an indie studio. I just open my own. <laughs> right. Oh, my own as the owner. And like, oh, I mean, obviously, as I like to write, I'd probably put myself on as a as a 
creative director and writer probably, but like, so what you do, I, uh, you take that initial investment, you do all the, the bells and whistles to make a company where you're the leader of it. And then mm -hmm. you hire a couple people to make concept art and prototyping. And then with much money in the bank, you make a Kickstarter and then you sell people on your idea. And then you have money that isn't part of that 4 million or 40 million, whatever you had. Right. And then you make an even better game. And then you keep some of those millions, maybe, because you didn't spend it all. Or maybe you just make a better game. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm an outlier in that regard, because I feel like a lot of people would see that money and they'd be like, all right, time to jump and run. But if I see that money, I'm like, all right, uh, well, now I can do things that I've always wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't I don't give a shit about like going to the fucking Caribbean and hanging out for the rest of my fucking life and wasting away. If I had that kind of money, nah, bro, I'd make video games. I wouldn't go to the Caribbean. I don't like islands. I don't like water. Yeah, me either. It's just, I don't know. I I feel like there's so many different like things that could be being done in the gaming space that just aren't because there are risks. That I think, maybe I have a different outlook, and perhaps I'm just delusional. But I, I look at it, and I'm like, if this game just did that, or if a game did this, it would just instantly be a success simply off of the, like, the, the interesting factor of it all. Like... I was I was talking about it a little bit ago. I'm like, imagine if QuickTime events, instead of them requiring you to hit the button on screen, it was instead not a button that pops up on screen, but you had buttons that correspond to things that you were taught of before, and you had to figure out what button to hit. That's that's the puzzle part of it. So when you and gonna, it's not uh, an instant fail or anything like that. I don't so you want to make you want to make Legend of the Gaia two? Yeah, <laughs> I'm kidding. You need to play that game. Uh, I will. I'm gonna get to it eventually. I feel, I feel like I should clarify that last point. I don't hate water. Uh, I am legally obligated to not hate water, considering that my first name is that of a uh, pagan Welsh sea god. Uh, <laughs> uh, I just hate the warm. I'd rather live in Alaska or s somewhere colder, like North Canada, the, like the boonies. North Canada, yeah, <laughs> or like Antarctica. Send me to one of those little bases. I'll scrape ice off the tubes. <laughs> I'd much rather be there. No, but uh, like I was saying. Um, Fuck wow though, holy shit! <laughs> yeah, dude, I don't know what the fuck. I so I'll TLDR it for you, just so you can know the fucking pain that I feel. I loved Wow's story going through it. There's a lot of lore. There's a lot of story. It really evolved past being just a ripoff of Warhammer Fantasy. It really did. They had interesting characters. They had cool motivations. They had really like. Tw like heavy twists and, and things that were going on like the stuff you would expect out of a fucking story that is good um, but then they took all of that stuff they're like wouldn't it be cool if we turned one of the protagonists of our series into Hitler and everyone's like oh okay hold on a minute let's pull that back she's committing genocide oh, oh god she's committing genocide and then you, you pull that back you pull that back they're like okay well she's gonna have a redemption story now and before mm. they get to that they're like but we need another Hitler. So uh, the other faction gets a Hitler now. Woo, two Hitlers. And then you're like, oh, oh okay, Blizzard. Oh, okay. Um, and then they uh, give them both redemption stories. Um, so Hitler becomes the good guy again. This is a... Uh, Electric Boogaloo. This is a lot of Hitler we got going on here. Blizzard, what the heck? Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> it, it's... It, and, and, like, I know I'm I'm being hyperbolic. But that is, it's so true, though. They Both of them are all about themselves and their people. And they commit genocide and start wars 
and just eliminate entire like swaths of people because they disagree with them. That's literally it. That's that's the fucking story. That is the height of Blizzard's current stage. Yeah, the absolute then, state of their storytelling. And everything else in between is just nostalgia for things that happened like ten years ago. I mean, there's an entire like market for WoW Classic, isn't there? Yeah. How long until so, WoW Classic catches up to WoW and it's just WoW again? Yes. I mean, they're already charging people money just to, to just to be able to play. Like, you have a sub, you own the games, like you, you bought the entire like set of expansions. You don't have to pay even more money to play on the the new classic servers. Wow. It's like why? Why are you doing this, Blizzard? Like, I we already get your games failing, but if you just made a fucking good game, it wouldn't be a problem. Mm-hmm. It's like they're just there to make money. Yeah, it's 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 just bad. They and don't it, give it a hurts. shit about you. Like it's it's unfortunate. <sighs> anyway, enough about Blizzard. I'm fucking sick of it. So Crowfall, right? Yeah. What's your long term? <laughs> what's your long term hypothesis? So here's my deal, right? So as you know, currently yeah. in the middle of my second playthrough, Cyberpunk 2077, where where Destiny created the character and she's making all the choices, but she's kind of watching me play it. Whatever, it works for us, right? It's fun. Um. I am like halfway through that game right now. Um, my free time will open up when that is over. I uh, don't know what I'm going to fill it with. It might be another game for the two of us, probably near Replicant. Uh, or maybe I'll spend some more time on my computer and find something. Maybe I'll finish building my NSO and planets. I don't know. I have the fucking world as my oyster. I still need to do more of that. <laughs> my backlog is chock full, and I really don't need to be buying new games right now. But I see you playing Crowfall. I'm wondering, viability, long-term, do I need to get on this train? So, as it stands right now, um, a lot of players are calling it a soft launch, and I have to agree with it. There is definitely some features that are just missing, but are pretty easy to just put in. So kind I don't think it's a... It's nothing to be worried about. Kind of like the, the Fantasy Star in New Genesis? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like you play it, you can understand, and you can see a clear progression of when this is going to be good, it's just not quite there okay. yet. Uh, and that's fine. I don't think that's a problem. I think in the day that we live in, it, there's a lot of video games that like hard launch into their fucking market cycles and end up just getting a huge bad rap for like no reason. So they, they basically said they are in launch and then just didn't advertise. Which, oh, I, on the first hand, I was like, that's stupid. Why would they do that? But then after playing the game, it, it makes sense. Okay. They're really not there yet, but they did promise a launch. And so they just said, fuck it, we'll do it like this. We're doing it live. There it is. Crowfall. Yeah. And I mean, they have plenty to advertise later on down the road that like they were like, oh yeah, Crowfall. By the way, did you know that launch? I'm like, wait, I didn't know the launch. They're like, oh wait, they're having a big patch? They're like, okay, yeah, I'm hopping in. So like, it's like, there's room still. Hmm. I, I, I feel like I don't want to jump in because like, I feel like my backlog is just growing and growing. I didn't even level up in New Genesis yet. I just, I know it's in a soft launch, and I know... I didn't either. You'll quickly run out of things to do, and my character's made, and I'm positioned to play it, but, like, I'm not. And I don't yeah. know if I should feel bad or not. Uh, Genshin Impact 2.0, right around the corner. We'll talk about more in a minute. But that is going to take some of my time. You know that's a big fucking dump of content. How's your download? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, it's already done. I did it while I was streaming. Bad idea. My emulator hated me, but I still did it, because I'm a fucking lunatic. Nice. Um, I but know no, that's uh, right there, and it's like, where, where, where in my schedule is there room for Crowfall? There really isn't, unless it's well, the bees actually, knees and I start dropping things. 
that's actually what I was gonna I was gonna get to. The the good thing about Crowfall though is leveling is not a huge deal. It's it's not based on leveling up. You hit max level in like a couple hours. Huh. And then you're you're set. Um crafting is really RNG, so it it is it, dependent upon whether or not you're actually gonna get there or not. But once you get there, like crafting the actual items isn't so bad. It's not that RNG. Um like there's a little bit there, but it's not. It's nothing that'll like make or break you. So that's cool. Um, I would say it gives me a lot of Guild Wars Two vibes, though. Hmm. I think if we got all the guys together and we joined up with a big guild, we would have that same feeling. Not quite as consistent as Guild Wars Two, because there is lock timers on certain things. So you mm-hmm. can't like, for instance, we can't just rotate the map and cap things as the enemy teams cap them. Right. Um, it's going to be more like, uh, okay, guys, like this is going to come up in like three hours. Like, if you guys want to play, we'll play then. Do you think the uh, disgruntled and disillusioned Guild Wars Two World View World community is going to pick this game up? Uh, I think they should. I think that it can only get better with time, and they have a lot of valuable feedback that the game could probably use. One hundred percent. Yeah. So I'll tell you, um, what, I think it's worth checking out. I mean, it's a okay. it's a buy to play MMO. You're not gonna. Like you, you buy the game and you end up not liking it. You play it for like a month and then like I don't know a year down the road it becomes a good game again. Or uh, at that point for you, it's mm-hmm. like no harm. There's no subscription. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, or like no like hard lock required subscription yeah. by any means. Yeah, I I'm sure tempted, uh, but there's a couple things in my way. Not only Genshin 2.0, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so like which I'm going to be very busy with. Yeah. So like a deranged crack addict, I watched. The Tenocon coverage for for Warframe, that was uh, a couple days ago. I watched the VOD. I didn't watch it live. I'm not that. Addicted. I did watch it live. You did watch it live. What'd you think? I didn't. I didn't mention it. I was. I was planning on just keeping my mouth shut, hoping <laughs> no one saw it. So I talked about this on stream before uh, because I, I I had to vent because I felt bad. I felt yeah. really bad actually. So I watched it. It it was amazing. It was it was it was good. It was all new. It's fresh. It's something like so off the wall. I didn't expect them to do it. And it doesn't look like it's going to be grindy. And it's coming which, soon. And it's coming very soon. Well, hopefully. I mean, delays are always possible, but whatever. But um, but I I remember like in the back of my head, I'm like, I can't tell anyone about this. Everyone's going to want to fucking play Warframe again, and I don't. I can't do it. I can't do it to myself because it may be great content. But how much am I going to have to grind to get to it? Yeah, I don't know. It's not like the old content goes away. <laughs> right. Um, Fortunately, I, it's so sad. Because it's, it's like, so... that's such a shitty moment of me, though. Like, I, I should have just said, guys, it looks cool. Yeah. And I'm not going to play it, though. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I might play through it. Like, because I, I stopped playing around the third open world area that came out, the infested one. I did the intro story and dropped it, right? Yeah. I... I don't have a railjack. I uh, I don't have my own mech suit. Uh, but it feels like enough time has gone by that there's enough stuff I haven't done that I would not be bored if I picked it up. And I know, like, but I, if I wait too long, it'll be like you, where there's so much I haven't done that I'm overwhelmed, right? Not, yeah. Not that you're prone to being overwhelmed, but there's so much you haven't done. Like, Well, I am very prone to being overwhelmed, in all fairness. It is staggering how much so. you have to catch up to do. Like... And they just nerfed, fuck, oh, they didn't nerf anything yet, but uh, to combat the power creep with guns, they have buffed, or sorry, the power creep with melee weapons, they've buffed guns significantly. And the build variety is much more uh, variable. Like, people aren't using serration anymore. 
right? They, they found okay. a way to get rid of serration. Um, don't exactly know why. Uh, I don't know what they did different. Uh, but looking at all the meta builds, because I was curious, I'm like, this is real fucking different. And then uh, there's, you know, more Warframes than ever. I never had them all. Like, I'm not like Tret V-Dog, where they had every Warframe. So it's easy just to get the next one and then level it up. I was trying to collect them all, but it is a, yeah. a daunting task. Also, they implemented a system where the ones you're not using can be fed to a monster. And you can put one of their abilities on your frames you do like. And it's you only have to feed it once to have that ability appliable on as many frames as you want. So, like, if you like Magpul, if you like... Um, what was it? Volt, Volt Shield or Volt Shock? I forget which one. Not speed. Not speed. <laughs> like, they're predetermined which ability you could sacrifice, right? Oh, I got you. Okay. Right. Like, I think, uh, like, Garuda, I think it's the Blood Altar, the one that heals you, right? Imagine giving that to, like, uh, fucking, I don't know. And you have to sacrifice Ash. the frame, though? Well, yes. Uh, which is, one, a reason to build multiple frames of a thing. Uh, two, something to do with your old frames when you get the prime. Uh, or three, uh, a better way to make inventory space. <laughs> so you don't gonna, keep... How far out are we from Garuda Prime? Uh, probably soon. The next Prime is Nidus. So, Who? Hell's is main. The, 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 the viral one. Oh, oh, okay. I was about to say, I, okay, I just forgot its name. That's God. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I, for a second, I'm like, oh, God, there's primes that i don't even know the fucking base frame of also oh, actually all of hell's is hell's frames are prime now like uh gara has a prime um mm. that's kind of recent and then uh saren had a prime a while ago you probably know that yeah um, and then I, i'm just gonna play volt the whole time i don't give a shit but like <laughs> it, it feels like there's enough going on in that game that i could pick it up again also fucking mobile version holy shit that's the reason i like genshin right I, I missed that. Mobile Warframe? On the phone, yeah. That was uh, the first thing they announced was the mobile version. And crossplay oh, and cross-save. Okay, so I joined in a little bit late then, I guess. Mm. Also, cross-play and cross-save. So that Nintendo Switch I have, that PS4 that I have, like, I could play it on those now without having multiple accounts. Genshin just did that, too. Yeah. I heard. Uh, which means I'll be DLing that. Uh, why did I say DL? All right, don't worry. You guys can roast me over that one. I don't okay, that millennial. Uh... <clears throat> Anyways, in English this time, I'll be downloading it on my PlayStation 5. Awesome. Yeah, uh, I'm, I don't have a PS5 to do that on, but uh, you go right ahead. <laughs> but... Apparently it runs, like, stupid good, too. Like, Oh, yeah? I just I hate playing with controller. I don't know if you tried playing Genshin with, like, and like a legitimate controller, Actually, it's just not mm, only my ghetto one. The one with the I have like a a, a Chinese knockoff yeah, with a phone I, clip. Even even with like this fucking god tier piece of fucking hardware, it just does not feel that great. I mean, it's yeah. just because I'm used to it on keyboard and mouse. I think, mm-hmm. but like I don't know. Most times, I feel like action RPGs are better on controller. Like right. I w- I would never fucking touch Dark Souls on my mouse and keyboard. Yeah, I've or... had to because my controller died before, mm-hmm. and I fucking wanted to tear my hair out. Uh, but Genshin is like the exact opposite. Yeah, and like Astral Chain, for example, that's an action game that was like dependent on the motion controls of the Switch. Like exactly, and it worked fine, worked great, loved it. Yeah, it's a little different though. Um, I usually but... play with the controller though, like on Genshin for my phone. I, I spend a but lot it's... of time on my phone. Yeah, it'd be nice though, like because like sometimes I wake up and I'm like, oh, my resin's gonna cap. 
I can just grab my controller, fucking stay in bed, and I don't have to get out. I don't have to clean anything. I don't have to do anything. I can just fucking play Genshin from the the comfort of my bed. That is just peak laziness, but I love it. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll describe it for uh, viewers slash listeners. Um, so where I sit is like to my right, there is my bed. And my TV is at the foot of my bed, which used to be the head of my bed. Um, and my, my head stand now is where all my consoles and shit go. Except my PS5. That, that's where that's in front of me. It's on my desk. because I'm a, I don't know. I had no more space. Um, suffering from success. It's fine. Um, basically, so I, I can literally sit there just prop like my blankets and pillows behind me. And I got this big ass fucking TV in front of me. It's, a, it's beautiful. Perfect. It's awesome. Just to play, just to play my gotcha games on. Mm-hmm. I used to. I'm not even shitting you. I, that's like the main reason I even fucking used it. I used to pull my mouse out, set it on my bed, sit there and play fucking Ark Knight. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Uh, so I added myself. Don't worry about it. With cross save though, that's the big game changer for me. I think because even if I don't mm. install my phone, because I have space for Genshin, but I don't have space for another big game. <laughs> Genshin's already an 11 gig commitment, right? I um. I don't even think I can put that on my phone. I think I have like 16 fucking gigs on here. I can't predict how big Warframe's going to be on mobile, and it's not out yet. It was just announced. It's not out yet. Uh, however, it's already out on all consoles, including the Switch. Um, my Switch has been collecting dust because I'm not a fanboy, and I don't really give a shit about first-party Nintendo games. So, <laughs> um, my Switch has been collecting dust lately, and I have two docks. I have one in like my bedroom and one in the living room because I, I have a whole house to myself, right? So, like... I make the rules. Yeah. <laughs> so like my house, my rules. Yeah, bought it, <clears throat> bought it with my own money that I borrowed. Uh, but yeah, like, <laughs> um, the bank gave it to me, so it's mine. Exactly. So I, I don't know where the I, accent came from, but hey. I have space on my Switch for Warframe, and I don't want to start over. So as soon as cross save is a thing, I'm downloading that shit on the Switch so fast, and I can play it on my couch. When the kids are awake, the same the same perks I always I always talked about with with uh, Genshin, the whole Hideo Kojima transferring, like he was right, right? And this thing, will yeah, bring... he was right. It's mm-hmm. just that the developer, the another developers, well, maybe the developers, but specifically the console uh, owner, leader, publisher people were the only ones that were pushing back on that for whatever right. fucking stupid reasons, like oh, without exclusivity, nobody will buy our console. It's like, yeah, well, eventually nobody's gonna buy your console because they don't give a shit about your fucking exclusivity. Right, which is the the world we live in today. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like and that's why I'm excited. Uh, I mean, Xbox is already like super ahead of the curve, mm-hmm. least releasing all their shit on Windows almost. I think almost everything. Yeah, uh, and half of it's fucking on a subscription service, so it's basically free. Yeah, but yeah, PS Five is apparently getting re- gearing up to do that right now. Uh, we don't exactly know what they're gonna do, but they have a subscription service. It's called PlayStation Now, but it sucks. It has like no games on it. Yeah, but. If it comes to PC and it means that there's more to be had because of it and they upgrade it because we already know that they're planning on doing something like that for their retro games. Mm-hmm. So if it all becomes one big thing and you can do it on your PC, I don't know. There's a lot of Sony games that would instantly draw me into that. Like imagine uh, if you don't have to get fucking Command and Conquer through fucking uh, Origin anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a heartbeat, my man. In Absolutely. a heartbeat. 
That's one of the reasons why I kind of want that Xbox Series X, because um, you can unlock developer mode, and then you can install RetroArch, and then there's every fucking emulator under the sun. And it's, like, all hardware compatible with your existing Xbox controllers. Like, for your setup, you use an L- you use a capture card, right? So, like, yeah. imagine, like, emulating all your, your retro games on an Xbox that is captured instead of your computer. 100% would be, wor- would be so worth my time. Absolutely. Because um, uh, my computer, for as great as it is, it, it is still tasking to try and run a game or a game and stream, no matter if it's an, like a fucking 16 bit game from the fucking Super Nintendo. Like <laughs> it, it's still it like it, it's probably not going to be a problem. And in fact, I don't think I've ever had a problem. But I mean, emulation is always janky. Well, if it's on my Xbox, I don't got to worry about it crashing and taking something with it. Right. And I get that. And. I, oh no, the Xbox crashed. Let me restart it real quick, guys. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Ad break. No, but exactly. Not that you have ad breaks, but <laughs> I should, but I just don't. <laughs> I'm too lazy. Do you have the ad break button? Like, it's actually a thing you can do as a partner. Yeah. Huh. Uh, well, as an affiliate, yeah. It, oh, um, yeah. it feeds back like such a small amount of money. It's not really worth yeah. it. Speaking of, uh, for for those listening to the VOD or the uh, audio version, because I know that's most of you. I, I've seen the metrics. There's a lot of you, surprisingly. It's Hello, everyone. Fucking terrifying how many of you there are. Um, I'd like to remind you once more that we do, we do this live, and you're welcome to visit. Uh, but I'm really bad at communicating ahead of time when we're going to go live, and that's partly by design because I'm terrified of you. Uh, but... Um, I have last episode was streamed on Odyssey, and this episode is also being streamed on Odyssey, which is where the vods go. Um, it's it's cool. I, I'd like to point out that um, they they recently added fiat tipping. That means uh, you don't need the crypto; you can just give us dollars if you want with the donate, dollar dues with the donate button. I think I need to set up like a PayPal account or something for it, though. I I, I have not looked into it. Uh, I'd rather have the crypto. To be honest with you, because I need that to upload the videos, <laughs> and you can't trade it on an exchange because it's uh complicated uh but um point being uh this is not youtube this is not twitch i can say you know all kinds of things like uh fuck the chinese communist party free china free hong kong right like we're not going to get taken down for saying things like that um free to criticize whatever we want it's fucking fantastic but uh what were we talking about oh right uh streaming on the xbox so um and warframe right so uh you know tldr once cross save is a thing, I'm definitely jumping back on Warframe because like I'm I'm like a fucking crack addict on that game. I can't get enough. I put so many hours in. I have a problem, and it's gonna enable me like Genshin does, and that's scary. Um, but I have way more stuff in Warframe than I have in Genshin. Like my account is so much more well established. Like it's gonna feel good. It feels good to be powerful, and I'm already powerful in Warframe. Whereas Genshin, it feels like I'm always catching up. Never quite good enough. I can beat everything. It just takes time. I mean, maybe not anymore because there's new shit that's out as of today. So, I mean, we'll fucking see. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah. I'm so worried. I'm so worried. It's like the moment I log in, I'm going to see my, my fucking Primo gems sitting there and they're going to be like, hey, victim, here's the free 600 fucking gems. Roll, bitch. You haven't rolled for characters in a while. Fucking please and dump your money. This already. is the character banner that you said you were saving for. It's finally here. Yeah. And they nerfed her, kind of? Not really sure. In fact, I can double-check that right this minute. Let me do that. 
but yeah, I mean, it, it's one of those moments of like, there's a lot going on that they that they kind of like tweaked, fixed, changed, didn't change. I guess is more specific. I think that bothers, uh, the thing that worries me and makes me think that you should roll for her anyway is because one, you've obsessed over this character for a long time. Two, you built her already. You have a weapon and artifact set for her that works yeah. really well, and a team that she fits in that's also geared, right? So it's like there's a bit of a value proposition here that goes beyond just getting the unit, right? Like um, you already have a team for her, and it's going to feel so good to just use her to decimate the game. Like, I know you'll love it. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those moments where, like, she's going to slap, and I'm going to slap with her. I'm just, I don't know. It's one of those moments where, like, if you ever see something, and then you're like, it's, like, so far out, you're like, when this finally comes out, it's going to be refined. It's going to be fine-tuned. There's going to be, like, some awesome changes going in. It's going to be bring some new stuff to the game, to the whatever, to the blah, blah, blah. And then it literally releases as it was announced, like two years prior, and you're just like, "Oh, so all this time you did nothing? Uh, cool, thanks." I guess. It's like that wouldn't feel good, would it? Right? No. So yeah. that's not what happened here. They did tune her, but then it's like, is it a nerf or a buff? I'm not really sure. I mean, they tuned her, but they never changed her. I think is the problem, mm-hmm. right? Like, I made the joke. She's just cryo venti. A lot of people are like, "Oh, she's cryo kaching," and I made that joke too, because honestly, auto attack character or whatever, right? But like. Her E is just venti E, except it's centered around her. Hmm. Her alt is just venti alt, but it moves forwards. It doesn't suck. Mm-hmm. But or, uh, when I say suck, I mean like pull. Not right. venti's alt is very good. It's very right, right, good. Right. It's just that you know Kaching <clears throat> is actually really strong, like especially after they buffed her. But like, oh yeah, after the buff for certain, yeah. But like, just her style of playing like is very strong, and it was one of the earliest power boosts to my account I ever got. Was uh, getting Kaching and getting a couple of uh, of good artifacts for her, right? And then I dumped her for Zhang Li because I like him better. But um, she's still strong, and a cryo version of her is such a great idea that it's like, why would you not? I use mean, her? most people play their Kaching's cryo anyway. So, mm-hmm. yeah. turns out playing her cryo is actually, I think, considered the best way to play her unless you have a lot of constellation. That's just sad. <laughs> yeah, uh, and well, the, the reason why is because crit, right? You get free crit rate by just going Blizzard Strayer. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing else that she needs. I mean, like, if you get a lot of Constellation, her Electro gets really good. So it makes sense um, to bank on the Electro buff stuff. But uh, she does, I think, built out, you can get her hitting around, like, 14,000, like, a charge attack. Which is not amazing, but it's good enough that you can do pretty much anything in the game. Like, you can do Abyss on that, but it's not, like... You're not going to be clearing it, like, you know, in record time by any means. Um, But if you do it on cryo, you will hit that pretty easily. It's like, after that point, you're going to be like, you'll be pushing it. So, like, you grab a five-star weapon, grab, like, a full set with, like, god stats, and you might be hitting, like, 20k at charge attack, which is really good. That's really good. That's, like, pretty pretty godly. You'll be slapping things out of existence. But uh, I bet you didn't know this. Kaching actually uh, takes more stamina to charge attack than like any other character in the game. That's what she does all day. <laughs> so they knew better. Mm-hmm. Well, good luck on your rolls, whether you roll on Ayaka or not. I probably will. <laughs> Just bite the bullet and do. She's built. She's already built. You even have her essential materials, don't you? 
No, because they they re- they, they launch with. Uh, oh, fuck. Yeah. That's right. But I have a lot of saved up resin, so. Okay. Not enough to get all of it, but to get like, 90, like seventy, eighty percent of it all. You can have a big long stream where you get most of it. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, will be tomorrow probably, but. I think you should do it. It's gonna be great. It's gonna do it tonight, but we have to record this fucking podcast. I know. Good thing I reminded you. <laughs> uh, yeah honestly if i went in i'd probably be like uh dylan is there any chance we could just postpone it because <laughs> i would have been like i am already deep <laughs> i'm open to cutting it short we've almost been live for an hour it's only been 50 minutes actually I mean, we don't have to. i i i, I was joking mostly I, um, I i also have to I work early forgot. in the morning like i i actually can't stay up very late tonight um, oh. i have a couple more things we want to talk about though we might not go to the golden ratio of an hour and 30 minutes but you know um we already got pretty good length so far, so um, you know all bets are off. So, uh, one more thing, I feel pretty obligated to mention. We were talking about consoles earlier. The fucking Steam Deck. Did you see that shit? I looked into it a little bit, and at first I thought this is a fucking stupid, horrible idea. But then I thought to myself, why is the Switch so popular? Mm-hmm. Because the handheld mode. I mean, don't get me wrong. Everyone uses it. I don't use it. My little brother uses it all the time. Um, but like, I got to thinking. I'm like, I'll never use this thing. So of course it looks stupid at the gate to me. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there are so many people that would rather instead of playing like Mario or like an indie game. They well, I mean, to be fair with the Steam, you're gonna have way more indie games at your fingertips. But like, there's you can play fucking Nier Automata on your fucking like commute. There's so many more things you can like. The sky is the limit when you have access to Steam when you're on the bus. I don't know if I'd play Near Automata on the bus, but yeah, I'll play Planet Side Two on my commute. Get a get a free alert in. Perfect. (laughs) That's what's simple. No, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You know it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe not. He plays gotcha games too. He doesn't talk about a lot. Yeah, he plays that Dragon Ball one, doesn't he? Yeah, he's free to play, and he like outweighs the fucking whales in the game just out of sheer luck it's so funny to watch i heard he posted on the reddit just to fucking troll him it's so good it's like i'm so proud of him look at all this stuff i have free to play by the way that pisses people off so bad (laughs) ftp by the uh bt dub yeah it's fucking great it's gonna be the episode title free to play by the way (laughs) maybe we'll see no, I'm definitely not free to play. I feel bad thinking about how much money I spent. I know. Spent in such. I nickel and dime myself into being a whale. Not a whale. Uh, I'm probably somewhere in like the three, four hundred range at mm. this point. It's like. No. I spent about 200 at about mm-hmm. the child point. And I've spent maybe 150 more. So about like 350. Yeah. I'm about right there. I think that's considered dolphining, where there's yeah. a couple characters that you spend on and then you stop because you have restraint, right? Whales in Genshin spend thousands of dollars. They they max out everything, and it's insane. It's like you have. A it's problem. actually funny. Like when you think a whale, though, you think way more than like fifty thousand. But like mm-hmm. Tectone is like I think just barely breaking like forty k yeah. total. It's like that sounds so low comparatively. Mm-hmm. Like like it's just not what you'd think. Right. You think, oh, he's easy, 100,000 deep. It's like, well, no, he's not. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. Got lucky, I guess. But, like, it's like that with Warframe. Well, like, I kind of feel like a whale in Warframe in a way, but I know that I'm not. But it's been so many years that I don't know how much I've spent. But I only ever spent 
on 50% off discounts and 75% off discounts and never in more than quantities of 100 at a time. Because they, they, they lock you in at like, you want this package, this package, or this one? And they all have different price values, right? And then, of course, when it's you get a login bonus, it's like, ah, oh, 50% off, 75% off. It's like, okay, which one am I getting? And it's like, okay, um, I have this much money. I'll get this. Also, with the Prime Access, it's like the, the every couple months they have the, the prime warframe and a bunch of bunch of uh i almost said primo gems i meant platinum close enough uh premium premium currency mm-hmm. and like so i think i currently have either one, between one to two thousand platinum on my person in warframe right now and i haven't played in many many months i think i have a little bit left over if i recall correctly but i was spending it um to rush shit and then open up slots instead of deleting things right the, th- the thing so. about warfare though is they actually have an economy and like third-party websites that can help hook you up with people that want to sell you stuff so like you know i don't know how we came to a point where that has to be a thing i mean i'm i'm not shitting on warfare because like almost everyone does it but uh, you just reminded me crowfall does the same fucking thing you can't interact with the guild interface 100 in game it's done through their website like it's not a horrible idea if you like look at it. It it actually makes things easier if you have a computer that can run a brow- run a fucking browser and a game at the same time, mm. which I feel like yeah. most people probably can do. Well, to be clear, Warframe Market is not supported by no. The, yeah, yeah, exactly. But... There is an in-game market, right? You're supposed to go to that one very specific relay that looks different that's for trading, and then you you sit down with your legs crossed and you say, you know, it's like freaking Conquer Online. It's like <laughs> selling. <laughs> And I'm saying someone will walk up to you and start talking to you and like that it, it's totally player driven and it it actually does work but like it's fucking a nightmare though it takes yeah. five ever and if you're selling something that's a bit more niche good luck you might as well just fucking AFK and wait for the money to flow in yeah in like 12 years that's why Warframe I hated I hated trading in Warframe man I it, it actually scored oh, I'm so pissed. I liked it. Thinking about it, because I, uh, I, I, I got to, I learned how to use Warframe Market, and I was like, all right, I want this frame, this frame, this frame, this gun, this sword, and I would just, you know, I would either buy whole sets or just the parts I needed, um, and I just, I guess I got lucky in some places because it like went kind of fast, but like, I guess it depends on how niche the thing you're looking for is, and, ah. Uh, it was cool seeing other people's dojos, though. Like, that was always fun. Yeah. It's actually kind of funny thinking about it. Um, I don't really play a whole lot of Path of Exile, but Path of Exile does the same thing. Like, they, they used to have an external market, but they, like, integrated it themselves. So it was, like, uh, it was all fan-made, but then they took it over, from my understanding. Um, but uh, it just reminded me about one of the things that happened on the Warframe market is people would fucking put up fake listings so that people would list under them for like cheaper, thinking that like that's the price, and then they would buy them up. Yeah, that's fucked. Hells, like, had to warn me about that when we were last time we were playing fucking Path of Exile. I'm like, oh wait, really? That's a thing? Like, oh shit. Okay, hold on. Oh my so, god, that's so awful. Like, what? Yeah, I was just thinking about that. I don't know why that came to mind. I was like, oh yeah, wait, what the fuck? I vaguely remember in Warframe there was some drama about there being like a riven like mafia, of like yes. Yeah, people that would like dox you and threaten you if um, you listed your ribbons too low because you're crashing the market for them. Uh, and I was like, this is a digital currency in a video game. I mean, yeah, I mean, you can bo- boost up an account and trade it off for real cash. But like, what what's the hustle here? Like, if it's not that, like, 
it's a video game. Why? 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 Like, they must be selling those accounts, like, for real dollars after the, yeah. boosting them up with equipment or platinum. But, like, who the hell buys those? Why? <laughs> like, well, think about it. Like, anybody that has any kind of money, um, let's say, like, oh, okay, like, let, let's use your situation. You, you make a fair bit of money. Mm-hmm. And you're living pretty, you know, comfortably at this point. Let's say your your kid grows up, starts playing fucking, I don't know, Warframe two, um, <laughs> or their MMO of choice, whatever, whatever, you know. Um, they're like, they're like, you know, I asked Dad for some money, and he's gonna be like totally chill. But they're they're starting like a couple years in, and all their friends have been playing for a couple years or something. I don't know, or maybe they just they, they're aware of like the times frame. Well, to them. 60 bucks to buy an account or a hundred bucks to buy an account. Fuck. I, whatever it ends up being, it doesn't sound so bad to a kid, mm-hmm. but to me and you, that sounds fucking horrific. It's like, fuck it. Like I'll spend a couple hours and just work it. Like, right. I'm okay. Um, but yeah, I, I remember when I was younger, I used to think about it too. It's like, it's like, Oh, I want to get into this game, but it's been so long. Oh, I'll just look into buying accounts. It's how me and dream even know how to do that shit. You know, uh, that really makes a lot it, of sense. So. That that ex- also explains the entire market of skin shopping in, in CSGO. Like, yeah, exactly. It's, it's they, children. It's just, yeah. One of the big reasons why it's like so expensive is it's in, in part due to kids, it, but also in part due to the fact that like these games get so big and they have like, you know, expensive dollary do owning people mm-hmm. roll on by. So it's it's a bit about and a lot of people make the joke about mom's credit card and they you know you probably think that that's a, like a, a like a fake or an outlier story but no it happens a lot it happens a lot a lot of these companies have direct clauses in their uh their like terms of service where they don't owe you shit if you accidentally lent your kid the wrong fucking card um or they stole it out of your wallet either or I get that so no refunds. Hmm. Oh, what's that? Your son bought that op skin that's worth a thousand dollars. Well, it's your son's op skin now. Yeah, can't charge back on digital. No take backs. <laughs> yeah, it's fucked up. I don't, yeah. I don't. I don't even want my kids to play online games. Not until they're older. I did not play online games until I was like eleven, twelve ish. But that was like Stars Battlefront two on the. I'd been like eight or nine with like RuneScape, I think. Well, I, Neo, Neopets, if that counts, and then RuneScape. I didn't have a computer until I was an adult, so. <laughs> uh, our computer was really shit, and I remember it dying. We didn't have, like, I think, like, when I was nine, we lost the computer and didn't get it, get another one until I was, like, 11 mm-hmm. or 12, but. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I want my kids to like video games. Like, you know, that's something we could have in common, maybe. Uh, but, yeah. like, they don't need to play online. And also. Online. Like, <sighs> It's too it's too much of a like a, a like a mud pool. Mm-hmm. Like on one hand, it's like cool, it's gonna be fun. Everyone loves rolling around in the mud, but at the same time, there could be shit in there, and there's no way to tell. So you just gotta fucking trust the kind of pool your kids jumping into, right? It's just like you know they they start playing RuneScape. Oh, it's a kid game, and then like someone starts fucking breaking through the filter and making fucking sexual advances on your kid, and you're like, well, okay, all right, motherfucker. And there's nothing you can do except report them. And now it's too late. Your kid's already been fucking introduced to some stupid bullshit. So I totally get it. I hundred percent. It's like, oh, it's one of those ones as a kid, I used to hate it. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck my parents. Why, why can't I do this and that? 
and interact with it, blah, 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 blah. But no, like as an adult now, I like think back, I'm like, oh, yeah, because, yeah, uh, you know, fucking weirdos, losers and just yeah. general dickheads and are all know, over the place. The, and it, the glow in the dark furries that run Discord and groom kids like we don't want that. Like, yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> It's uh, just like, a bad idea, uh, and I'd rather they play single-player games or, I don't know, fucking read a book. I was like, <laughs> fuck it, get them into both. Uh, isn't no. yeah? I, I or already like really into trading card books, games. Though, right? Like I will go with them to play their trading card game of choice. I don't Boom. care. That's Even, a that's a big yeah. one. Even if it's the fucking Naruto trading card game, like I'll I'll fucking stomach it. Like yeah, fuck it. <laughs> everyone gets their in- intro somewhere. Mine I'm just surrounded. Yu Gi Oh. I'm so. surrounded by local card shops that would have local tournaments for every fucking card game you want. Magic, Yu Gi Oh, Pokemon. I played Pokemon professionally. I got like a fucking deck over there, like on you know, my table. Yeah. Can't see because uh, I, I crop my my camera so hard that you can't see. The you can't see this. mine either. But I got like a, a magic a bunch of magic cards over there and a magic deck in a box and a bunch of other shit. So. Also, want to point out, I am looking at chat. And 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 Netfight posted in the chat about uh, credit cards and getting Minecraft, and that that fucking sucks, dude. Holy shit! Oh wait, yeah. <laughs> I can I can I have it open, but I can only like vaguely read it. It's so far away from me. I wish I could change where chat's located. That'd be really cool. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know what? I have an idea. So, what the fuck? And am I yes, doing? give me a second. Correct. Yeah. Single player games are easier to pause for chores, but it's like I don't know, man. Like I'm not that strict. I, I oh, want... for chores. I like it. No, no, that's <laughs> that's a good one. Like if if they're playing video games, I would hope their chores are already done. Like I don't want chores to be a punishment. I want it to be a duty that is rewarded. Yeah. Uh, not a uh, a punishment that is cast upon someone for doing what I don't want them to do. So it's like if they're already playing video games, then I I would hope their chores are already done. Or um if they do their chores and they're good about it like i would like to reward them with something like maybe a new fucking video game i don't fucking know like i don't want them to hate the act i want them to feel like they're gonna get something out of it you know like it's whatever no i i agree i think <laughs> uh i think that's one of the reasons why i never really gave a shit about doing chores until you know shit kind of hit the fan for me um eventually um mm-hmm. but it was one of those moments where like i didn't really see them as like either right it was like it wasn't a duty and it wasn't a punishment my mom was just the one that did everything and she's very particular about a lot of it too so mm-hmm. even like there was a lot of things that like you know sure the complaint would come up like why don't you do this around the house and then you know you're like oh i i didn't want to then uh, the grand scheme of things is like even if i was doing it i wasn't going to be doing it to the specifications mm-hmm. and so they would have just ended up doing it themselves anyways so it was just like Half the time, it was more of a, is this something she really wants me to do, or is she just venting? Right. And I get that. Um, like, so. I, I do things wrong all the time, and it's like, did you, did you want me to do it? or did one, you... of the, one of the things that I do right now, uh, I, I think I've talked about my living situation on, on the podcast before, but um, without going too far into it, anyways. Um, one, of the, one of the things I do right now is I will empty um, the dishwasher. And I won't fill it back up if like there's whatever. And the reason for it is, is that my mom is super particular about how everything goes in. Like, like if, if anything's like out of place, like it, it bothers her. So I'm like, all right, listen, I will empty it, but you have to put everything in it, and that's that's just our agreement. So it's valid. Yeah, I get that. 
And I, I hope to have similar arrangements with my kids when they're old enough to even do chores. Right now, it's not really in the question. They're too young. <laughs> I yeah. mean, honestly, get the, if, you, if you get them in the idea, the mindset, though, early, that this is like like a part of like everyday living, it'll mm. it'll feel a lot less like a chore <laughs> yeah. and more like just a part of their day, right? Yeah. So. I don't want them to think that doing chores is a prerequisite for, for even living here. Cause like you can get a bed and shelter and three meals in prison. That's kind of a low bar, right? Like, did I close out of the chat? Maybe. No, it ended up on a different tab. I get it. Okay. Just want to make sure I had it open. That's all. Okay. Yeah. So I had on the agenda, uh, a bullet point, uh, to talk about, uh, manga and Western conflict sales, but like I don't have the energy to really hold the convo. I'm I'm getting kind of tired because I worked really late and I have to work. I have to wake up early tomorrow, so I think we should just end here. Yeah, sure. <laughs> TLDR: Holy shit, American comic books are on the downturn. It uh, makes sense, honestly. Like you say, I I didn't even know about that specifically, but it makes sense. Like I just I hear it, and I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. There's a lot of comic book people like on Twitter that are like, hey, um. Sales are up. Everything's great. Uh, you know, support your local writer. There's more to it, right? There's more stuff I wanted to bring up that I'm not going to. But, like, well, uh, when you look at the top 20, what is selling in these American comic book stores? It's all manga. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit you with a, a, a hot take. Uh, you can feel free to be uh, be mad at me or, or say I'm wrong. Uh, I'll take it. Okay. I can take it. It's a hot take for a reason. Um, I think the, the greatest way to explain this all is that My Hero Academia is based on Western comic books because, you know, it's superhero society-esque stuff. It's, you know, like Marvel Universe-esque kind of deal going on. Is that on. why it has a shitty fan base? Yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> but but it's still better than anything they've ever fucking written. Take that. Take that, comic books. It's sad. But, I mean, I'm, I'm obviously being hyperbolic, but, like, it's, it's like way better than at least a lot of modern stuff, for certain, right? So it's like... I think that alone is just telling. It's like, you know, a, a Japanese writer or manga artist or however you want to reference decided to take inspiration from something from the West and then did it better. And I'm not saying that like in a weeb way either. I, I mean, there's plenty of manga that just sucks ass. It's, it's like hot garbage. At, at this point, celebrating but, manga in its current state today for what it is and shitting on Western comics is just having taste at all. Because like, Western comics are so bad. Like, and even if there is a good one, they'll just reboot it. Like, I, I want to bring this up in the next episode uh, when I yeah. have clearer mind. But I, I feel like I need to say this. Like, take Watchmen, for example. Watchmen is a classic written by Alan Moore. And you can buy it as a graphic novel where all of its issues are stitched together into basically an omnibus, right? That is one complete book. But it, it came out in a series of issues. As Same for V for Vendetta, right? But they're typically yeah. sold as a graphic novel that is a complete work, uh, like a book, right? I find it funny that both of those always get brought up together. <laughs> it's because it's written by the same guy. They're both, they're both really good. They're written by the same guy, that's why. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. That's why. <laughs> and, oh, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. So with Watchmen... <laughs> I'm not a big comic book guy for the... for the. Yeah, it, that's okay. So, so DC Comics, uh, formerly Vertigo, but now DC Comics, owns the rights to the Watchmen franchise. There is no Watchmen franchise. There is Watchmen, the graphic novel, which is an omnibus of, of uh, shorter chapters that were stitched together, mm. and fan fiction, right? So, like, 
DC, to maintain the copyright, created a bunch of prequel content, and then later, uh, I think it was HBO, uh, made a TV show that is supposed to be a sequel. Uh, But none of it had anything to do with Alan Moore. He's not interested in making a sequel to his work. And he said, don't put my name on anything, right? Only put my name on the books I wrote. Like, because he watched V for Vendetta, the movie, and thought it was in... Oh, no, 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 no. He he saw League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, the movie, which has nothing to do with his book, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, that it's based on. And he was so mad that he's like, oh, my God, never put my name on an adaptation again. So he never watched the V for Vendetta movie, which was actually good. And he never watched the Watchmen movie, which the director's cut is very good. Um, And so it it sounds like they learned their lesson, but too little too late. Yeah. So DC comics is going to keep shitting out Watchmen content to keep the, the, the franchise on their brand, but it's all fan fiction to me and I'm not going to watch it. Well, that's, that's, that's literally the problem I have with comic books. And I like, we can leave it on that. note. I, I just hate how everything is derivative and nothing is new. Yeah. And they'll they'll sooner like, reboot a like character. I don't need I don't need Deadpool who's just a fucking head or Deadpool that's just a fucking dog. It's like fuck off. Deadpool exists. Write the story and move the fuck on. Yeah. Stop. It's also tiresome. Like they they would rather reboot Superman uh, with uh, a a black uh, Clark Kent before they would ever make a Static Shock movie. It's like why. And why not? Static Shock is a fucking amazing superhero. That's actually one that I know from my childhood. I would actually not watch a, that. He's a great he's a great superhero. Like fuck yeah. off. Come on. It's like you don't need to rewrite all these characters over and over slightly different each time. Like I've seen how many Spider-Man reboot movies they did. Like there's three of them. They, I don't care. they pretend they pretend that these fucking like actually genuinely interesting superheroes just don't exist and they'd rather just Yeah rehash and change that's why um, i'm not even i'm not even pulling the race card on what we were talking about but there is something to be said about um well ignoring that they're making in in in, uh what's work for a fucking uh movie adaptation that and just like you know uh black clark kent over him it's like yeah it's fucked up it's like why can't you have that what about uh you know green lantern right because hal jordan sucks as a green lantern right i'd rather have the other guy yeah uh, exactly and also also um fuck what was i about to say um a point before that the um what was i about to say not about the stack shock movie um which is never gonna be made uh oh right right right. so comic books are very quick to reboot themselves and change subtle things about their characters just because they're marketable and familiar but like why like manga doesn't even bother Right? Like everything's a complete work, beginning to end. The ending is thought of before the beginning is written, sometimes, not all the time. Like, yeah. Obviously not with One Piece, but like Full Metal Alchemist, for example, right? They had that shit figured out from the beginning, right? It is of a cons- and, uh, Imagine concise. if they made a sequel to that nowadays. You know, people would fucking riot, dude. Yeah. It's like uh, the people that read manga don't want that. They want something new. And they constantly demand something new, and they constantly get new things. And that's why it's constantly exciting. It's like, can you blame them? Like, sure, there's the occasional series that goes on way too fucking long, like Bleach, right? Yeah, and a lot of those actually end up dying off by the end. Like, like yeah. they, they literally live so long that people forget or lose interest. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so I know those exist, right? But they're not being rebooted. Like, that's not what's happening. So it's like, American comics need to get their shit together. And uh, I, I really think they should stop race baiting. There's plenty of, you know, black superheroes that you should make movies out of. That already exist. Uh, 
why but are actually genuinely really fucking cool characters yeah, too. Like, like, like well written. Like it's telling that they skip over them and would rather reboot something familiar. It's like they're yeah. they don't actually care. They're just doing it for money. <laughs> I will say one time that they did it and they did it very good. Into the Spider Verse is so good. I I thought people were being hyperbolic. It's but not I the watched same thing. that. That character already existed. So that was no, a... I, I know that's true, but I mean, like, uh, they went from, like, basically they erased Peter Parker kind of out of that yeah. story, almost. is what it looked like at first. I mean, obviously, that's not the case if you've seen the mm-hmm. movie. But, or see, or read the comic. Or right, but that, that comic um, wasn't rebooting something, right? That was actually original. And... Yeah, but that's what I'm getting at, though, is yeah. it pushed things forwards yeah. instead of it just being an alteration but it still kind of did the same thing it, it, at the end of the day it was kind of the same end goal right mm-hmm. it's just one was done right one was done horrifically yeah. bad like i'd rather watch a sequel to that movie uh than whatever the hell reboot is in the pipe for the next fucking superhero exactly because they're, they're pushing in, in as far as i'm aware peter parker had his his, his whatever miles morales comes in after he well spoiler you can fucking close your ears uh you know peter parker dies everyone's seen and this he, movie like yeah i know i i feel like i was so late to it but like he you know he gains his his, his powers and all this shit but like and now it moves forwards the the story goes peter parker's out of the picture he's he already had his story now this other guy has his start. And it's gonna I feel forwards. like I feel obligated to mention that there is one superhero reboot that's coming that I I do want, uh, which is the Blade reboot. Okay, that'll be good just because they left it on such a weird note, though. Yeah, they never really did complete his story, so it would be nice to have it be completed. Because well, that third Blade movie was a real doozy. Like, yeah, it was bad. <laughs> it was just outright bad. Like I, almost everyone I know that's seen the Blade movies, like all three of them are super good. I'm like, no, the third one was pretty shit. I'm pretty certain the third movie was like a, just a giant fucking letdown. Yeah, they they brought like, in God Dracula. Was okay, but the rest of it was yeah. just yeah. And I say okay, I mean okay. It wasn't like as good by any means, by any right. stretch. But I love the Blade movies. Another great superhero, mm. might I add. To look it up, fucking love Blade, dude. Blade <laughs> style shock. I. At least they're making another Blade movie. At least we're getting that. But Aesthetic Shock will have to wait. Yeah, and I actually used to watch a cartoon for him like when I was younger. A I, good I Green it. Lantern film also has to wait. But yeah, how how do we go from like Green Lantern being like one of the more like sought after fucking heroes to them like literally butchering the living shit out of it? I don't know, man. They, they... Like you butcher Batman, you butcher Superman. That's fine. There's so many of them out there. That's inevitable to fucking happen. It's because they hired but, like, Ryan Reynolds. Green Lantern? Like. They hired Ryan Reynolds and just assumed it was going to be a hit, and it's like it he's wasn't. a good actor, but he's not a fucking prolific actor. I don't know. How, I don't know how that like that misconception got made. I don't know, man. Like he his his acting role is literally he he's literally plays like one character, and he plays it to like different varying like uh, levels of like sane or insane or or in, uh, on a scale of insanity. Anyway, it's fine. Mm. Um, he's just the eccentric older dude. That's that's kind of his fucking role. Mm-hmm. I feel like and, I should also mention like, uh, which he does well. It's just very samey. So not related to superheroes, uh, but like talking about movie adaptations though, like I I feel like I, I talk about it almost too much, but I really feel like if they did a movie adaptation of Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, I'd watch it too, because like that is yeah. so good. It'd be easy you need for to them play to it. Do too. You need to play it. Like it's so good. A friend of mine uh, came over and let me borrow uh the the red book nice 
which is if you didn't know this is a this is a rule book for the most recent yep. version of the tabletop game oh the most recent version okay that was created to kind of bridge the gap i mean it was in development before Cyber or cd project red picked up the game right but like basically there's this event. well yeah they bought the rights early on and i think that was the reason why no no that that's not why actually. oh no oh, okay so that book was written before cd project red came in the pick or it was started right and so what happened was is there's this point in the timeline of the cyberpunk fran- the cyberpunk 2021 franchise or cyberpunk 2013 sorry i get the number wrong franchise where there's this war and that's where most of the campaigns in this rule book are set in right mm. it's convenient for everyone involved and then this book is trying to say here's how that war ended right all your adventures were canon because it's a crazy cyberpunk utopia your dm was probably right Uh, (laughs) i love it that's so good something like that right and it's like here's how the war ended specifically and uh here's the current state of the world and here's all the character stuff go build right and it's great and then it basically like totally tees off where cyberpunk 2077 takes place a few years later um because the events that ended that war where most of the previous campaigns were set in detailed in this book uh is canon to the video game and it's like I'm just excited to read all the backstory. Honestly, I don't, I don't even know if I'll ever play this game, and I'm only, That's I'm only borrowing it for a week, so I'm, I need to read. Ha, it. <laughs> have you ever seen Cyberpunk in play though? No, I haven't. I want to play it though. It looks so fun. I know, I know. Shadowrun is really weird about its play. Shadowrun like, is the popular tabletop cyberpunk experience, and I, when don't, I, I don't care for it. I sat in on a game once. And when the guy's like, okay, uh, let me roll, and he fucking scoops up, like, 80 D6s and just tosses them down the table, I'm like, like, my guy, you could have at least brought a fucking, like, dice tower or something, like, and what the fuck is this? How many D6s is that? How the fuck do you know you rolled? You gonna count all that? And find out you didn't have to count all of it, but (laughs) it's just like... It's great. It's such a jarring experience at first. It's so great, though. I don't know. uh-huh. He uh, he inter- he got me interested. I'll give him that. In in Shadowrun. But in Shadowrun, yeah. Mm-hmm. For, uh, no, for, when, uh, I, when I mentioned Cyberpunk in play, I'm like, oh wait, but Shadowrun's fucking worse. Oh god. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for those listening, oh, well, I say worse, but for for those uh, listening at home that uh, don't know what we're talking about, so tabletop Cyberpunk. Uh, so there's a couple systems for tabletop RPGs that allow you to do a Cyberpunk setting in a convenient way. Because you can't just use D and D rules for everything. It's really not okay. Like, you shouldn't uh, do that. I, 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 as a DM that knows Pathfinder the best, I've, uh, I've altered the rules of Pathfinder to such drastic extents three too many times. It's like just find a system for so, your setting. Like it's okay. I, that's that's the better option. Wholly recommend. Yeah. So Don't be me. If you want a cyberpunk experience, uh, Shadowrun is like a cyberpunk setting. Uh, cyberpunk the setting being you know the the 80s fiction that defined like the dystopian future tech ruled uh area before computers were really dominant but the authors thought they would become dominant and then when computers started becoming dominant people went back 10 years like hey that stuff they wrote in the 80s is coming true we should go fucking read it and then cyberpunk got super popular and a bunch of movies got made like robocop Uh, (laughs) and then it kind of liked early robocop yeah, but to- I was a kid. Robocop, Total Recall, like a bunch of great movies that are like... This. Total Recall is really good too, yeah. So, cyberpunk is a genre. Uh, and so there's, there's a couple tabletop games. I know of two of them. Shadowrun is like 
D&D with all the, the fantasy races like orcs and elves and shit in a cyberpunk dystopia, right? That's kind of weird. And then Cyberpunk 2013 is, or, and its expansions and sequels, like Cyberpunk Red that I just showed it to the camera, um, is a more modern setting that doesn't have elves and, and fucking orcs and yeah, shit. Yeah, exactly. But it is it's still... Like, it's more uh, realistic take on it all. In my opinion, yes. Um, well... I think saying more realistic is, is is probably the better way to put it, but like, yeah, it's, it's still fantasy at the end of the day to some extent. And, and if we're bringing up Just cyberpunk, not high fantasy by any means. Yeah, if we're mentioning cyberpunk, I feel obligated to also mention because I've said it on social media a couple times. And I got a lot of likes each time I did it, if I recall correctly. Uh, is this take of mine? Uh, it might be a hot take, but so so cyberpunk literature written in the eighties, you know, like the like Blade Runner, the movie based on an even older book. There's Neuromancer, the Sprawl Trilogy, the short stories by Gibson, right? Like, the genre, cyberpunk. It is a warning. It is a prediction of events to come, right? The future that they predicted was wrong. The future has come to pass, right? For example, Johnny Mnemonic, based on one of Gibson's short stories, the movie I'm talking about. I've mentioned this in a previous episode. It's so fucking uncanny. Oh, yeah. Takes place in 2021, where a pandemic has made rich and poor more divided than ever that's the fucking premise of the movie and it's like you mean the premise of our daily lives today yeah right like so so johnny mnemonic was about that and um so it's a prediction of the future that did not come to pass cyberpunk was incorrect new cyberpunk media is kind of nostalgia bait but i'm okay with it i am okay with it like cyberpunk red is a cool book cyberpunk 2077 is great game like Nostalgia's okay. Nostalgia bait isn't a problem so much as it isn't a cash grab. Right. I'm just saying, people that are writing cyberpunk fiction, whether it's a video game or a book, or like today, they're not trying to predict the future, right? They're trying to insert themselves into the past and predicting the future wrong on purpose. It's not the same fucking thing, right? And it, it shows. Like, William Gibson had a forward in Neuromancer, like, a, like the part at the beginning of the book where... Each edition of the book has a different forward because they wrote it before they released the book. Um, oh, fair. So I, I listened to the, the audiobook of Neuromancer, and the audiobook had a forward from Richard Gibson saying, Hey, please suspend your disbelief. I did not predict cell phones would exist. You got me. No cell phones in my world. Didn't see it coming. Sorry. <laughs> That's actually great, though. I'm proud of him for saying that, though. Yeah, it's like he didn't see that coming. It's not in his fiction. It takes place in a futuristic setting. There's no cell phones. I feel like I, I, I've always been pretty good about suspending that belief without even like needing to. It's really re- weird of me to be able to do that, but mm-hmm. yeah. But I just f- like I like as we're going and like <laughs> they're still using fucking like um, like wall phones or fucking like um, land or what do they call them? Fucking like a home phone, anyways. And um, mm-hmm. and it's like oh no cell phones. Like okay. Yeah, but like channeling, <laughs> a reason uh, for that. channeling the creativity of the cyberpunk authors of the day, right? New media that makes futuristic predictions. Uh, they should make the future look a little bit more like an Apple store, right? Uh, where there's surveillance everywhere, but you can't see the cameras because that is the dystopian future that is plausible from this day as a jumping off point. Right. Yeah, and it would make hacking like super prominent. Cyberpunk was plausible. Anytime you would in the do 80s. fucking crime, you'd have to like erase your fucking digital footprint. Right. So in the eighties, 
In the 80s, cyberpunk was a plausible future, a dystopian plausible future. In today's day and age, the the city city sized Mac store with cameras everywhere is a plausible yeah, dystopian surveillance future. state. It'd be more of a realistic uh, predicted future. Yeah, which is great. That hopefully does not come to pass. Might I add? And there are timeless classics of literature, such as V for Vendetta*, uh, which also has a good movie, uh, where the premise of the movie and the book. Uh, still align with that dystopian future. It just looks a little different, but it lines up. Cameras everywhere, oppressive government. Like that's uh, that's the whole point of V for Vendetta, and like that that would still happen in a dystopia like I described, right? It just looks slightly different. It's all right. Anyway, it's time for the outro. I said we wouldn't talk for for too much longer, and then we end up going the the golden ratio. Of we're anyway. We're so fucking bad at sticking to our guns on certain things let's be real i promised to bring back the manga discussion because i had a point because like i think there was like a yeah. thing with, with dc comics where they had like an official thing i i need to fact check that first because i that i might have heard that from a grifter uh but um i'm pretty sure they said some real cringy shit about buying american like as an advertisement and i i need to, i need to fact check that one before i tell you about it maybe next time anyway sounds good yeah that sounds fucked though <laughs> i know <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it when I heard it, and it might be fake. So, anyway, thank you for tuning in to the Melomancy Podcast. My name is Dylan. This has been Victim and Dylan and No Sarge because he slept through the episode again. <laughs> he, you can find. Hopefully, he didn't burn his house down. He was cooking right before we went live. So. Uh, he probably ate a bunch of food and passed out. Knowing him, it's all right. Uh, so, you could find Victim doing a Tales of Marathon on twitch how many games have you finished so far uh i think we're on four now so halfway through the fourth one how many more games do you have to go a lot i think we counted like 13 total you're gonna be at this all year yeah it's fucked but uh this is the this is the bet i've made i'm just you gotta commit to it and then maybe they'll write an article about you in a in a blog somewhere Maybe. I haven't kept my VODs, though, so fuck oh, me. Shit. I, I didn't think about it. Start now. I don't know. Something to think about. Anyway, anyway. Uh, so you can catch Victim on his Tales of Marathon on twitch.tv slash gaming, and his social media of choice is unfortunately Twitter, at mm underscore victim at twitter.com. Uh, you can find me at Dylan at shipposter.club. Everyone calls me Dylan. It's spelled Dylan. Fuck off. You can't miss me. I got like a billion followers and my profile picture is a Kako demon spitting as fast as your computer can render. You can check out our show at melomancy.net. We have other episodes. Um, somebody asked me on Shipposter Club today what our podcast was about and I said bitching and I think I was right. <laughs> we, I, I, we, we, we bitch some fucking hard about comic books. We come in, together for, and... For not, <laughs> for not really talking about it. So. We come together yeah. every two weeks and we just complain about shit and it's great. <laughs> I mean, it, it's cathartic. I mean, in a way, it's like venting. So, hell yeah, dude. It's so cathartic. I would never give it up. Though, at some point, I would like to go weekly. But uh, I'm not ready for it yet. Eh, whatever. Yeah, I don't I'll get, see how things go. I don't get paid for this. <laughs> uh, and I wouldn't I wouldn't want to. Like, unless you want to donate. I don't like sponsors. Sponsors control what you say. And uh, so do platforms. Uh, which is why. So I'm you can here. give us money. It's just not going to influence us any. Right. We might say your name or give you a thumbs up, but that's about all you're getting. That's all you're getting. Anyway, signing out. Thanks, everybody.